With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily, where we have some very serious news here, Sam. Debo Samuel has unfollowed the San Francisco 49ers on social media is it on instagram is it on all social channels uh appears to have removed any mention of the team from his instagram profile is what i'm reading right now all right for those of you who have been following closely this is very serious this is this is when this is this is how the generation conveys displeasure and <laughs> how the kids do it this is how the kids do it these days so debo's upset with uh by the way he plays for the san francisco 49ers which is why it's news so, so far obvi- so far, so obviously, uh, Debo wants to get paid. He's seen Devontae Adams. He's seen Tyree Kill. Stephon Diggs got paid just two days ago, and now it's Debo Samuel, essentially, the next day, two days later, whatever it was, coming out and uh, making an Instagram statement, Sam. Let's interpret it once again. What does this mean, and then what are the 49ers going to do about it? No, I don't care what it means. Um, but I do think what we should do is talk about whether you pay or trade Debo Samuel. Now, this okay. is the trend, right? Tyreek Hill. Kansas City decided, trade him away. We'll take the picks. We'll move on from arguably the game's most dynamic, game-changing force at wide receiver. And with Patrick Mahomes, we're okay. We'll make it work with other people. Green Bay decided a similar thing. We well, Actually, no, they didn't. To be fair, Green Bay tried to keep uh, Devonta Adams. They just did a bad enough job of it that they didn't. They weren't able to keep him. Right? Raiders offered a little bit less money, and Devonte was like, "I'm tired of your crap. I'm out of here." So Green Bay kind of tried to keep him, but did such a bad job of it that he was he was out of there. Um, but this is the world now. The Buffalo Bills kept Stephon Diggs. So we've had these three really high end, high profile wide receivers two of which have moved on, one of which has stayed. And now Debo Samuel is not alone. A.J. Brown's going to be coming up too. But Debo is the guy, right, who appears to be up next in terms of this conversation. If you're the 49ers, do you keep hold of him or do you ship him off and cash in with whatever you can get in a trade? Debo has a fascinating argument here because obviously the 49ers just used him as a running back last year. And he was... Unbelievable, 90.2 overall grade, including the postseason. That's despite uh, a really high drop rate. Had 12 drops, actually dropped over 12% of his catchable targets. Usually that's going to crush your grade, but I think it shows how efficient he was at just converting first downs, making, you know, making good on his catches. And then, oh, by the way, he went into the backfield and played legitimate running back. Not took a couple jet sweeps like he did early in his career but took actual running back handoffs, which you and I have talked about through the years, it breaks defenses, right? I mean, the defense Mm -hmm. cannot account for a receiver as far as box count goes, getting the right players to defend the run, to fit against the run. So it is a massive advantage. So Debo, completely different from, say, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, or A.J. Brown, who you said. Those guys are your true, legitimate, number one 
wide receivers. Debo's a number one target, a number one option, but he does it in completely different ways. Yeah, there's there's two ways of looking at it to me. There is the fact that he lines up in the backfield and he can be the absolute focal point of that 49ers offense and be the driving force. And in the playoffs as well, right? We talk about how important it is to step up your game in the postseason when the games mean more, where there's no margin for error, where you can't lose or you're going home. When we got to the postseason, Debo stepped it up and he was the reason that they were as good as they were in the playoffs and, and he won games. So you can look at it in that way and say, that man absolutely deserves to be paid and they should cash in. You can look at it the other way and say, to what extent are the 49ers essentially manufacturing this, manufacturing what Debo is doing? And for a couple of years, we were looking at this 49ers offense and saying, where is their number one wide receiver? You know, where is it? And the answer was always, well, they have one. It just doesn't play wide receiver. It's George Kittle. George Kittle at tight end was their number one receiver. He was their number one wideout. He just lined up in line. Um, and they had this collection of unusual skill set uh, receiving players, whether it was Debo, whether it's George Kittle, um, whether it's Kyle Juszczyk, whether it's then Brandon Ayuk, who's a slightly unconventional skill set of a, a wide receiver they drafted. They, they kind of assembled these guys when we were trying to figure out how they all fit together and whether there was some kind of perfect uh, style of, of mixing all these guys in in the offense at the same time. And it hasn't really worked that way. What's ended up happening is all the attention just went to Debo and he became this incredible, un- unstoppable force last season. And the other guys have been good compliments, but it hasn't been this like force multiplier of freaky skill set, freaky skill set, freaky skill set. And all of a sudden this entire thing is just impossible to stop. Where what I'm kind of coming around to is I think the 49ers can easily talk themselves into the idea of we made Debo, we can make George Kittle if Debo leaves, we can make Brandon Ayuk if Debo leaves, we can pick up another weird skill set guy in the draft because most people aren't looking for those players and we'll be fine. We'll take two first round picks, ship them off, and that's what we're going to do. I don't know that it's an unreasonable argument. I think this is different though i the the actual running back skill set i don't think you could just put anybody there now if your argument is yeah the niners have all these guys and they'll they'll just do it differently maybe that's fair and the shanahan scheme does have a nice little history of that but debo's bringing something different to the table it is difficult to take running back handoffs it is a different world taking the handoff in their one cut system and then finishing plays with power. Debo is already incredible after the catch. Second most force missed tackles after the catch last year behind only Cooper Cup. And that was on far fewer catches. But Debo brings a little attitude to the end of runs as well. That stuff is different. There, there aren't many players around the NFL who can just play legitimate running back. And this, 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 this has evolved from Debo's first year. I thought he was unique as a rookie taking jet sweeps. One, one play and then running a legit dig route on the outside the next play. Those are two difficult things to do, different skill sets. But it is different, man, having Debo as an actual running back. So you think the 49ers are going to take it as we can, you know, we can move on, not move on, but we've manufactured some of this, or are they going to pay him top five wide receiver money? Because that's essentially what he's probably looking for at this point. I think they can definitely convince themselves that, you know, obviously Debo brings something to the table as well. Like this doesn't work unless Debo is a good player and capable of doing this stuff. But I think they can easily look at this and say, 
we, you know, we had George Kittle looking like the best tight end of all time when we didn't have other options. We turned Debo Samuel into this unstoppable uh, hybrid matchup weapon. We drafted Brandon Ayuk in the first round, and he has some of the skills as well. We have a draft upcoming right now. I think they'll look at this and say it might look differently. It might not be exactly the same. We might not be able to get just a Debo clone and plug him into the exact role, but we're capable of making it work with the playmakers that we have, and we've got the chance to add some now. So if somebody's going to come in and say, hey, instead of you paying this guy $25, $30 million a season, how about a couple of first-round picks instead? I think they'd look at that and say, hell yeah. Really? I, you know, I, I think 25 million, that might be the going rate. There's now nine receivers making over $20 million per season. I, I think we might be getting into this world where the NFL has not been a very top heavy league. I don't think as far as uh, players getting paid goes, it's starting to get a little bit top heavy, at least at positions that weren't like that before receiver being one of that, the one of those, though, that's the trend we've been talking. We've been pounding the table for receiver value over and over again. But you do need more than one, so it does limit your ability to build around them. So uh, the big question here, though, Sam, remember Arizona, they came back. When Kyler Murray unfollowed them on Instagram, they came back with a statement, <laughs> and the social media director has to be involved there. The GM has to be involved there. How does San Francisco handle this? What is the response? First of all, to Instagram, you got to take care of that first before you actually get the contract sorted. Yeah, look, and, and I will say that for as as problematic as Debo lining up in the backfield is and as as impressive as he was last season and as important as he was to the offensive success, he ranked eighth in terms of PFF war last season, just amongst wide receivers. So it's massively valuable and it's really important, but is it the same as Tyreek Hill and what he does to manipulate a defense every single play because of his deep speed? Is it the same as Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams with their peerless route running and the ability to just be this monster high volume target uh, every single play and those kinds of things. I, I don't know. And I would argue that the 49ers could look at that and say, it's great. It's nice. It might not be as valuable as $25, $30 million a year, which is what those guys are going to ask for. So again, it's not like I, I, Debo's a fantastic player. Love the guy coming out. Loved him at the senior bowl. Love him in the NFL. He's so fun to watch. But now it's a different conversation because you're saying, well, okay, but how how fun is he? How good is he? Because now is it $25 million good? That's our discussion. And it's $25 million or the draft haul that you can get for him. All um, right. I, I'm going to agree with you on this. If it's $25 million plus, I think I'd flip him for picks. I think I'd get a whole bunch of picks. Yeah. If we're talking 20, 20 million or so, I think it's a much more reasonable play. And I'll say this one more time too. If teams have a schematic advantage to help build player value, and I think what you're saying, there's some truth to it. The Niners helped build Debo's value, plus he's an awesome player. Maybe this becomes a future strategy for the Niners where they can continue to build up value. And now at Debo's peak, you trade him, you get multiple first round picks, and that's a better team building strategy overall. And it's one way to use Debo Samuel's value besides just having him on the field. I'm going to lean with you. Trade Debo Samuel. Unless you get him for the right price, which is closer to 20 million rather than for 30. Let us know. What do you think? What should the Niners do with Debo? And more importantly, you didn't answer this, Sam. What do they do on Instagram? Do you just post more Debo Samuel pictures? I, I need some I need some Gen Zers to to chime in and let us know how do you handle Debo 
unfollowing everybody on Instagram or whatever he did. It's the PFF NFL Daily.